0: Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. What is the value of a really good online reputation, and does it matter in the digital age? Well, in this show, I'm going to share with you how to manage your online reputation and why you should care. The do's and don'ts of reputation management, and we hear from Neve Boyle, who is founder and managing director at the Reputations Agency based in Ireland. They recently released the results of the RepTrack study 2021, and they analyzed the reputation of 100 private and public sector companies and they spoke to 6,000 consumers. So we hear about the winners and losers, what you can do to improve your online reputation and why you should care. The new feature on the Public Sector Marketing Show hands over the mic to you. So for the consulting segment, I'm now going to be answering your questions. So that means that you need to leave me a voice note. You need to go to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash podcast and you can see the option to leave me a voice message. You get to ask a question, anything around public sector marketing, digital marketing or social media. I'll take your question and I will give you free consulting advice right on this show. Top tip, you need to visit the website using your mobile phone because you'll be using the mic on your phone to leave me the voicemail. So. Go ahead, go to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash podcast, and I look forward to receiving your questions. If trust and transparency is the number one currency in the digital age, then reputation management has to be a close second. Before we had the world of digital, the internet, social media, websites, blogs, and forums, government and public sector agencies were managing their reputations by engaging in really strong and proactive media relations, having a really good PR strategy, even a corporate comm strategy, making sure that senior leadership got on air, on telly, and in print when they needed to. And I guess the media was your only obstacle, perhaps, in terms of communication and good communication. Things are a little bit more tricky now. Communications is more sophisticated. The control of communications is more difficult. And we also have the added voices of your citizens. And they now play a key role in your online reputation. Before, you obviously had to make sure that Everything operationally was running well, that a staff member didn't get you into hot water, but by and large, now we have the ability of the citizen to call a government or public sector agency out on a public service that perhaps is not performing as it should be. Maybe your response rates aren't up to scratch, and we should never dismiss the voice of the public while social media makes government and public sector nervous the public play a really strong role and a beneficial role in managing your online reputation. Did you know when somebody advocates and shares your content online, that can exponentially increase positive sentiment and positive reputation by over 500%. LinkedIn even say that when somebody talks about your brand's organization on their platform, brand reputation Increases by over 660%. The other role that digital communications plays in online reputation is we now have the ability to see faces, hear voices, and really get closer to those decision makers in political life, in public policy, and heading up organizations. And even in the conversation that I have shortly with Neve Boyle from the Reputations Agency she also agrees with me that the role of senior leadership is absolutely critical in the digital age. So it's no longer only the gift of the senior leader, perhaps in the CEO role, but we now have, or you now rather, have the ability to shine a light on other key staff within your organization. More recently, I've seen a lot of public sector organizations, and they've even been on this show, Launch new podcasts, introduce new voices and subject matter experts into the public domain. Another thing that we can really leverage in the digital age around reputation management is the whole concept of social listening. Social listening gives you the ability to understand intrinsically what people are saying about you, your organization, topics and decisions that affect them. And you can take these insights into your organization to feed in and to inspire your communications plan, but perhaps even shifts in policy making. The world has changed. The pendulum of power no longer is in the hands of government or public sector. You have to realize that that pendulum is swinging over and back. And very much so, that power is in the hands of the public and they will speak when. They're not happy. So, what can you do to really make sure that you are managing your online reputation well? Well, stay tuned. I'm going to cover that in the next consulting segment.
2: Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus, gain an industry qualification.
1: Use the code DigitalMarketing20 for a 20% discount.
0: Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com.
1: In today's consulting segment, I want to talk about the do's and don'ts of managing your online reputation in the digital age. Let's start with the do's. We'll start with the positive. Do embrace the world of digital and do go in with a mindset that you want to be there, that you want to deepen your digital footprint and that it is your ambition and your intention to actually grow your social following, to increase website traffic, to meet or exceed public sector engagement benchmarks on social, to increase the output of digital content production, and also to elevate the standard more broadly of your digital communications online. Cause let's face it, if you were offered a weekly radio slot, half a page in a national newspaper, and also a five-minute slot on national telly once a month, you would take it and there would be a lot of preparation and precision and planning put in to getting the communications right. So when you step out online, I always advise that the same planning, precision and preparation as taken as seriously as traditional comms. But traditional comms really supports um, and adds to digital comms. So mindset and culture and having that proactive intention to really improve and increase month on month and indeed year on year is really good advice. The next thing that I would say to you in terms of how to manage online reputation is that you need to know what a good online reputation is for your organization. Is it that the public trusts you? Is it that they feel that you are transparent and open with your communications? Is it that your senior leaders and your spokespersons, and indeed more broadly the staff, are seen to be people who are committed and can be trusted in the job? Or is it a good online reputation, the share of social voice that you have online when it comes to topics that you have responsibility for? Or indeed, is A good online reputation where you are seen by the public as the single source of truth on many of the issues that they care about and which you are responsible for. So be very, very clear on what a good online reputation is. The next thing I want to talk about is sentiment. So, sentiment is this tangible element of digital communications and it's broken into three areas you've got positive sentiment, negative sentiment, and then neutral sentiment. And believe it or not, neutral sentiment is actually positive sentiment. So really what you're looking to measure is the negative sentiment associated with your organization's brand or indeed individuals. And don't forget about keywords and topics. Because if you're not monitoring for keywords and topics, you are likely to miss bigger conversations that directly affect you and the people that you represent. So sentiment analysis is very important. Fourthly, what I would say as I do when it comes to managing your online reputation is that you need to produce content that speaks to the public that you represent. Um, And that takes a little bit of research, keyword analysis, having a look at the content that people are visiting on your website, having a look at frequently asked questions, and of course, You know my concept by now, FNC's frequent nasty comments. A lot of good social listening and really understanding the conversations that the public are interested in having will help you formulate and create that content marketing plan. And then finally, in terms of the do's of managing your online reputation, you need to look at the data. The data is going to give you actionable insights and it's really going to inform how people respond to you when it comes to controversial issues or even those softer issues and in fact in a my conversation with Neve she'll talk about a reputation audit so let's jump over and let's talk a little bit about the don'ts of managing your online reputation so don't ignore a crisis if a crisis blows up online and you're trying to put that fire out one sure way not to be able to put it out is to ignore it. I would always advise my clients to hit a crisis head on. And that doesn't necessarily mean going out all guns blazing and uh, taking over the internet. It means having a more considered and discerning approach to it. But certainly it's not to ignore the issue. Because even if you're not speaking about the controversial issue that has blown up online, everybody else is going to be talking about it. And with that, your reputation is going to be hopefully not irreparably damaged. The next don't is do not go on the defense and get angry. You are, and government and public sector are often in the firing line and are often severely critiqued. And again, sometimes people can play the person and not the issue and get personal. But you need not respond in an aggressive or a defensive way. Um, And please do not turn off your replies on Twitter. I've seen that happen too many times that I care to mention right now. But turning off your replies, muting people and effectively saying, we're going to broadcast what message we want. We don't actually care what you have to say. Do not do that. But be prepared to respond and to step out. And then the final don't that i can give you around online reputation is don't ignore it understand that it is something tangible we know the old saying the old adage you know reputation you can't buy a good reputation but losing it may cost you everything and it might take years to win back you're not in business it's your share price isn't going to drop you know you're not going to lose customers perhaps um or be financially um, affected by it but but public trust will definitely be affected and that can take years to win back. So when it comes to online reputation, the one question that I would ask you is where does that sit in your communication strategy or indeed in your digital marketing strategy but make sure it's front and center and make sure you have a plan of action to manage it and make sure that you're measuring it also
2: a one-stop-shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our Membership Academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with Public Sector
1: Pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount.
0: Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com.
1: I've now got a great interview with Neve Boyle, who is the founder and managing director of the Reputations Agency based here in Ireland and based in Dublin. Neve and her team authored the RepTrack 2021 study, and those results were published recently. And what the study does is it's based on the perceptions of over 6,500 members of the public and was completed over a three month period. And the study measures the level of trust, respect, admiration, and esteem that the public has for a hundred organizations in this country, crossing the public and the private sector. So in this conversation, I ask Neve about the role of online reputation in the digital age, and she shares the criteria, the methodology, and the formula of her study, and also gives some brilliant insights into how you can manage your online reputation in the digital age. Niamh, thank you so much for joining me on the Public Sector Marketing Show. Oh, I'm delighted to be here, Joanne, thank you. So listen, I've been watching the RepTrack study for a couple of years now and I love it, but for our listeners and our viewers, can you give us a, a brief overview of what the study is, your methodology, criteria, And actually how and when the field work was undertaken for the 2021 report. Sure, okay. So this is the 12th year that we've been
2: running the Ireland RepTRAC study and um, it's a huge study. It measures the reputation of 100 of the largest and most important and most familiar organizations in Ireland um, amongst over six and a half thousand members of the public. So it's a very, very large and significant study And um, it's a totally independent study. Um, The study is carried out online. Uh, We use about 100 metrics to study each of these organizations, reputation and brand and sense of purpose and the degrees to which people trust and hold these organizations in, in high esteem and the kind of emotional connection that they have with them, but also how they perceive them very rationally as well. Um, It covers about 18 different sectors, and we have in and around 25 organisations who are in the public sector or semi-state commercial um, arena. So we've been studying those organisations for for many years at this stage.
1: And so how are these public perceptions formed, and how important is online media in forming these perceptions?
2: Well, we know that reputation is built in three very clear ways Um, people's direct experiences with you as an organization. So the customer experience, the customer support, you know, all the ways that the the immediate touch points that you have um, with the public. But it's also built through your own channels of communications, Um, whether that be traditional media advertising or traditional media coverage or through social media. Um, And the third way that it's built, and probably the most important, is what others are saying about you. So um, what is the media saying? Um, What are influencers um, on social media saying, for example, those that are blogging and posting? And this is very, very influential. And of course, for anybody in public relations, we know that this is the hardest nut to crack because trying to convince third parties and um, uh, to speak with your voice and to understand your narrative is always the most difficult part of building a reputation. Um, so as part of that, online is a very important part of that. And so when, in our study, we measure about 14 or 15 different communications channels and touch points. And we measure the reach or the penetration that an organisation has with, across each of those touch points but we also measure the reputational impact of each of those touch points. And that can be really interesting because we find that um, organizations in the public sector, for example, such as the HSE or on PUS, have huge reach and huge penetration because so many people are using their services, um, but they have very, very different reputational impacts. So um, the HSC, you know, can struggle at times with its reputation. It can do an amazing job um, on the one hand, but on other times it can have struggles and challenges. And so the reputational impact of its reach isn't quite as strong, whereas an organisation like Unpost has huge reach, but has very strong reputational impact because people really respect and trust um, the work that it, um, it does. So we measure... This for ESB, Borbia, Irish Water, very many organizations. Um, And we also look at the impact of each of these channels, as I said. And online is really interesting because um, the reach from organizations' social media posts may not be particularly high. It's usually less than half of the reach of of traditional media advertising, for example. However, um, it can have much stronger reputational impact. So when we look at the difference between those who have seen an organisation through their social media advertising or their social media posts or even others posting about them, it tends to have a higher or better reputational impact, um, which means that those who have seen those posts tend to and um, uh, have higher reputation perceptions. And of course, that makes a big difference then to the degree to which people will support you, um, purchase your products, recommend you, um, you know, uh, work for you, et cetera. So looking at the online versus traditional is, is a really interesting um, piece of work. But of course, we'll always recommend that people have, that organizations use a whole mix of channels because that's the most effective way to reach the public.
1: And of course, you are the reputations agency. So this is your field of expertise and you work with very many clients in Ireland. But talk to me a little bit about how practically you support them in understanding, protecting and building their organisation's reputation.
2: Um, yes, of course. Um, and it, it's something we're very passionate about. And of course, when I set up the agency, how many years ago gosh maybe 17 um, years ago reputation was right at the heart of everything that i wanted and um, uh, to work with because at that stage everybody was talking about brand and products and services but um, i felt very strongly that we needed to talk about the whole corporate reputation and the whole corporate entity and that means it goes well beyond communications and marketing it's cross-functional everybody in the organization needs to be thinking about reputation and their impact on the reputation of the organization. So over the years, we've worked with um, about 60 different clients. And I think we've produced close to 300 custom reports in that time, which really help our clients to understand their reputation very deeply. Um, And in that time, we've seen, it's been brilliant to see so many of our clients really um, drive their reputation forward in that period and also drive uh, market share forward and drive support forward. So it it helps with their business. So what we do um, practically is that we carry out reputation audits for our clients right across their stakeholder groups. It could be the public. It may be key influencers. It may be media. It may be government. Um, and their customers, their business partners, their employees, etc. And we understand, we use a model called the RepTrack model. And that model allows us to build a framework um, for reputation. So it helps us to break reputation down into all of its component parts, to understand how an organization is performing across each of those components, but also to understand which of those components are actually driving their reputation, which are the most important. In driving reputation uh, because you can't do everything so if you understand that being environmentally responsible is a big driver of my organization or my sector's reputation then you know that you need to move forward on that and um, so we break it down into all of those parts we build it back up again then we understand what the drivers are and we give strategic advice about um, what are the four or five or six things that this organization really needs to do to leverage and to protect and build um, its reputation. And in many cases, then we will help the organization to, um, to build that reputation strategy out and then to implement that strategy. But it totally depends on what the needs of the organization are. So yeah, we, we love to work with our clients and we've been working with some, gosh, for um, nearly
1: 12, 14 years at this stage. So a long relationship with many of them. So you focused on leadership as a driver of corporate reputation and the roles of leaders in communicating about their organization. How important is this for leaders in government and public sector bodies? And of course, often the challenges, perhaps they're pretty skilled in, in traditional comms and media, but stepping out online can be difficult. So was leadership and corporate reputation and comms central to the study?
2: Yes. Uh, And I mean, this year in particular, leadership was so important because it's been an incredibly challenging year. Um, However, it was an unprecedented opportunity for leaders to really stand up and to stand out. Um, And so during this time, leaders of many different organisations, whether it's government or a public sector or a semi-state commercial body, had to take the right tone and they had to respond to their stakeholders during this crisis. And now they have to lead organizations and people out of this period of great uncertainty and into into a little bit more certainty. Um, We strongly believe that leaders can be a very important conduit for enterprises to communicate and to build reputation because the leader is in this amazing position that they can communicate about their organization, not just about their products and services, but about how innovative they are. They can communicate about the workplace, they can communicate about their citizenship programs, um, where their organization is going, what their vision is for the future and how they're performing. So they have this ability to be able to talk about all those big drivers of reputation. And if a a leader um, can develop the skills to communicate very openly and authentically and transparently, they can really help to win the minds and hearts of their stakeholders. And not every leader knows how to do that instinctively. Many do, but not not all of them do. So we do a lot of work with leaders just to help them to bridge that gap of um, bringing that uh, vision that they have for the future out to their stakeholders. Um, And we help them to build their reputation and to build the organization's reputation. I mean, it's not about building the ceo's reputation it's about building the organization's reputation and helping people to really trust that organization and trust where it's going in the future and understand where it's going so it's been a very important time for leaders um, to stand up but many leaders have done a wonderful job during this time in doing that and online communications are an extremely important tool to be able to use both personally as a leader you know, we see amazing leaders like Niall Gibbons, uh, CEO of Tourism Ireland, who was actually um, the winner of our Social CEO um, Leadership Award last year. Um, and he's a wonderful leader um, across social media. He um, he works so hard to communicate about Ireland internationally and builds that footprint for Ireland internationally. Tara McCarthy from Borbia would be another great leader um who understands how to use social media as well um, and there are many others Katrina Halloran and uh, Microsoft um, Ireland the head of LinkedIn in Ireland obviously it, it is it is really excellent at using her LinkedIn tools um, so there are leaders who know how to use social media it doesn't take a huge amount of time it t- it takes thought though and care um, and to make sure that you're always representing your organization and not yourself
1: And do you think that a better reputation directly translates into better output and performance from a customer or from a public service point of view?
2: Yes, absolutely. We know that um, those organizations with um, an excellent reputation, so these will be organizations that receive a reputation score of 80 or plus out of 100, because we we do this um, in tiers. So those with an excellent reputation, this would be companies like Morbea, Credit Unions, On Post, St Vincent's Private, Boots, Alding and Lidl. They actually receive 10 times the level of support of an organization that has a poor reputation. And that would be a, um, an organization that has a score of less than 40. Um, so people are 10 times more willing to purchase their products, for example, um, or to work for them or to recommend them to others. So, And that support, of course, leads to very strong business outcomes. So it's extremely important because it allows you to um, bring new products to the marketplace because people trust them. It allows you to enter into new markets. Um, It means you can retain the top talent that you have in the organization and sometimes to charge that premium price that you need to be able to charge because of superior products.
1: So given the unprecedented year that it has been, Were there any trends that jumped out at you from specific sectors or indeed from individual organizations?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it became much more competitive um, in the marketplace. Reputations are rising overall, and we were very surprised to see that despite um, the recession and the challenges that we had with unemployment and confidence levels, that in fact, reputation scores grew this year amongst the 100 organisations that we studied. And we really didn't believe that this was going to happen. We had been warning our clients, look, expect to see a dip. And it was the same globally with the global RepTrack study, which is carried out in many countries internationally. We were all expecting to see it crash a little bit, as we did in the financial um, crises last time. But in fact, the public really responded to organisations who stood up at this time and reputation scores grew by 2.8 points out of 100 overall for organizations so those that rose to the challenge were really rewarded and um, um, it does mean that it's become a more competitive marketplace um, and it means that people really want quality uh, products they want reliable products but they also want to be treated with authenticity with transparency with decency and fairness by the companies that they're spending their money with um and what what we saw this year which was really lovely was that pride in irish indigenous organizations and some of these were the public sector organizations as well because the scores for um, irish indigenous for the first time ever move past those for multinationals um, and that was great to see because that pride um in irish organizations and seeing Those organisations pivot quickly during COVID and brought a whole reputational boost, particularly when people saw the innovation that they had to bring into their products and services so quickly. So um, Irish Indigenous organisations came up with higher reputation scores than multinationals for the first time ever and really developed their scores in innovation and citizenship and governance and workplace. So that was great to see.
1: So in my book, I talk about trust and transparency being the number one currency in the digital age. So, of course, I'm hugely interested and respectful of your report. But can you give some tips to public sector organizations who who wish to increase trust and get a better reputation score perhaps next year?
2: Absolutely. Um, Right now, um, we're in the middle of um, preparing a huge number of custom reputation audits uh, reports for our clients. So many of the 100 organizations that we've studied are clients of ours, but we have that data for 100 organizations and we have it going back 12 years for some of those organizations. Um, So we can produce reports, if you're in that list, or even if you're not, we can do a custom study for you at any time. Um, But we can produce a very deep report on your reputation, breaking your reputation and your brand and your purpose down to about 100 um, component parts. But then building it back up again and making very um, strong and actionable strategic recommendations as to how you can build your reputation. Um, So yeah they're very useful reports and as I said some of our clients have been with us for 10, 12, 14 years and we're just watching their reputations grow year after year so we can certainly help uh, many organizations to do that and would be delighted to.
1: And there are viewers who are watching and and listening into the show internationally. Is it specifically um, Irish organizations Lee, or do you work with international companies also?
2: No, we work with international companies as well and we work very closely with our global partners the rep company so over the last number of years we've worked in about 15 different markets actually internationally and um we love to do those studies and we love to study you know we've worked with irish organizations that are in many markets around the world and we measure their reputation around the world and that can be very interesting fascinating to see how their reputation can be perceived so differently from one market to the next so yeah we we can do all of that
1: and finally where can people get their hands on the report um, and more information
2: well, we have an executive summary um, of the report on our website. So if you go into the reputationsagency.ie, you should be able to see it from the homepage. If you just see it on the homepage or, or go into reports. and um, So there is an executive summary there. Or if you need any more information, just email us at info at the or neiv at the and we we'll would be delighted to set up a meeting or a call with you.
1: Nick, so for joining on the show. I know what reputation is so important and this communications has been disrupted in so many ways. But you know what? Reputation is as old as as humans have been around, and it's really important that we don't forget about it. But uh congratulations on the study, massive Thank amount you. of work. And it <laughs> um I'm going to link the study, the executive summary, I'll put a link the blog post associated with this show. So thanks. For oh, that will be great.
2: Thank you very much, Joanne, for the opportunity. And uh, I hope that your listeners f- find um, the piece interesting. Thank you very much. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media. Plus, gain an industry qualification. Use the code Social Media Twenty for a
1: twenty percent discount.
0: Visit PublicSectorMarketingPros.com.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 22 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. The show is getting some really good reviews. And if you enjoy it, I'd really appreciate if you could share it with one public sector pro you know, because then I'll have exponential growth. Of course, you can find the show on YouTube and on Facebook, and you can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If like me, you are an enthusiastic podcast listener. I also have the Ref track study mentioned by Niamh in our interview on the blog post associated with the podcast. You can head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 22. Until the next episode, stay digital.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform.